This morning, I want to talk to you further about the leading of God in the lives of His people. When you become a Christian, God wants to be leading you in life. Father, thank you for your words. Speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, most of us know that scripture, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So if God is your shepherd, you are not going to have want in life, if you believe that. It makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. So God leads you because you are a sheep. He is the shepherd. If you are a Christian, that's who you are. In God's mind, you are a sheep. You have to be led. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. So He leads His people. Still waters. He restores your soul. He leads you in the paths of righteousness. Again, that's the word lead. He leads you in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. So that when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, you have nothing to fear. And you will go through the valley of the shadow of death. If you live in this life, you will go through that. But you have nothing to fear because God's there with you. He led you into that place. Because on the other side, a table is prepared before you. And all your enemy can do is watch you enjoy yourself in the presence of your God. You got nothing to fear. So that's why leading, uh, the leading of God is so important. God designed it this way. When you are born again, your body didn't get born again. If you're tall, you'll still be tall. If you're short, you'll still be short. Nothing is going to change with regards to your body. Your soul, that's your mind and your mental ability, stays stay the same. Nothing is going to change about that. God's not going to change that. That's not the part that's saved. The part that is saved is your spirit. God gives you a new spirit. And that's this part of you that God wants to guide and lead you through life by. That's the part of you God wants to deal with. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 and 27, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh. And give you a heart of flesh. You need a heart of flesh. Notice it talks about spirit, a new spirit. Your spirit and your heart, they are the same word. When God says heart, he means spirit. That's your spirit. Notice the word spirit is in the lower case. That's talking about your spirit, the real you. You are a spirit. God created you a spirit. But now the old spirit was a dead spirit. Cannot respond, cannot listen to God, cannot be directed by God. He doesn't respond. Dead people don't respond, amen? If a dead man just moves his hand, the rest of us, what happened here? Most people will run from that place. So dead people don't respond. But that, this new spirit is the spirit of God that comes alive in you. And that's what God uses. Now look at what the scripture says. I will put in you 
a new spirit. I'll give you a new heart. That's a new core of your being, a new spirit. I will take this, the heart of stone, the one that dead cannot respond. I'll take that out of you and give you a heart of flesh that can respond to me. I will put my spirit, that's different, from your spirit. I will put my spirit within you, that's within this new spirit that he gave to you. He will put his spirit to reside in with your spirit, the new spirit that he gave to you. He put new wine in new wine skin. So he puts his spirit, which is the wine that's going to lead you through life, he puts it in your spirit, and then he says, and curse you. In other words, I put my spirit in that new spirit and then I'll move you. I will guide you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and you'll do them. No choice about that. With this, my spirit in your spirit, I'll lead you, I'll walk with you and you will do my will. And when you do his will, then he blesses you. Because there's nothing holding him back. You're doing what he wants. He's causing you to do it. And there's nothing holding you back. He pours on you. And no devil can say, you're pouring on him. He's a, he's a sinner. He's doing all this crazy stuff. No. Because he's leading you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And he's a good God. He wants to bless. He's, he's looking for something to bless. So he makes you walk in that path. And then as soon as you're walking, he just pours on you. Amen. If you don't get excited, I'm excited. Oh, I'm really excited. So that's how he leads you. Through your spirit. So it's your heart. Your spirit. That's where God guides you. Now, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, he says, Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs issues of life. That new born again spirit. Make sure you protect it. Amen. Do everything to keep that spirit alive. Because out of that place, all the issues of life will proceed. So you have to do that with all of your heart. You must, it's something I learned, you must trust that born again spirit. A lot of Christians, most Christians don't understand the power of this new born again spirit. And the spirit of God in there. That's what Pastor Andy read. According to the power that is at work in you. Ephesians chapter 6, chapter 3 verse 20. According to the power that is at work in you. You got to trust this spirit that God puts in you. That's going, that God is going to use to direct your life. I read this scripture. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8 and 9. And it shocked me. Now you read, read with me. He says, he who sins is of the devil. How many of you, after you have uh, become a Christian, have sinned? How many of you have? If your hand is not up, you're a liar. (laughs) Because I have. Oh, yes. Does that mean then I am of the devil? He says, he who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God, how many born again people here? He says, whoever has been born of God does not sin. Think about it. And I'm going, huh? Does not sin? I wonder what's going on. Am I? Look at what he says. He does not sin. For his seed remains in him. And he 
cannot sin. Usually I read this scripture and I go to the next page, you know, but I, just, I don't know what it says. So I went and, and you put, in some tra- uh, translations, they put in there, it cannot continue to sin. Makes it feel a little better. Ooh. Does not continue to sin. I say, well, I'm not doing it. But from time to time, I find myself, Whoa, what's going on here? He cannot sin. He says, because his seed remains in him, he cannot sin because he has been born of God. And I went to the literal translation to see, let me really find out the literal meaning of what was spoken. And guess what? Exactly the same. He says exactly, if you have been born of God, you cannot sin. But there are no Christians that sin. And I'm one of them from time to time. Don't throw stones at me, I'll throw them back at you. (laughs) So what does this mean? You see, your born-again spirit does not sin. Your born-again spirit doesn't sin. He doesn't allow sin. He hates sin. When you're thinking about it, he tells you you shouldn't be thinking about that. How many have been there? You're, you're out, you want to go to the bar. He's telling you, where are you going? Have you felt that inside? He said, where are you going? You say, well, I want to go into there. You don't want to go there, he says. We're not going there. And you begin to fight with it. He's telling you, that's not a good place for you to go. You can't do that. You can't touch that. You can't read that. What are you doing? And it's like you're talking to yourself, right? That's your born again spirit. It doesn't agree with you. And if you actually go into the club, he says, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this place. Why are we here? What are you doing here? He says, you shouldn't be here. And then you take that beer. He says, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't drink that stuff. And then after you've done it, he's really quiet. And after you throw, he comes back and says, you know, you shouldn't have done that. How many have been there? There's that thing that's speaking to you constantly. He doesn't agree with you. He doesn't agree with you. He fights with you constantly. I've been there. He fights constant. This thing in there, you say, you are a child of God. You shouldn't be doing that. How many have been there? I am. Several times. That's the born against me. He doesn't sin. He won't cooperate with you. He always wants to agree with God. And he's happy when you're doing God's word. That's why he constantly speaks to your spirit that you are a child of God. And the spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Amen. That's what's going on there. So you're born, you can trust your born again spirit. If you're walking with God, He'll lead you every time. He'll always tell you what's right. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 from verse 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And I'd like you to read that scripture. Please turn turn with me to that. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage. Is that spirit there? Uppercase or lowercase? That's talking of your born again spirit. You did not receive the spirit of bondage. That new born again spirit is not, in, is not bound to anything. It's totally free. You understand what I'm saying? You may have all kinds of issues in your life, but that spirit that you receive from God, uh-uh, it's free. 
You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You've allowed bondage into your life. But that's not the spirit that God gave to you. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption. Now, the word spirit there is capital spirit. Because that spirit came into your spirit for adoption. So now you can cry, Abba, Father. And the spirit, that the spirit of God, bears witness with your spirit. That's your born again spirit, lowercase spirit, bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And this is the primary way that God leads his people. Through your born again spirit that is always in agreement with him. And disagrees with you when you want to do what's wrong. Every time you want to do something that is not in agreement. You notice, he stays there right in the presence of the spirit of God. They are like one in your spirit. And he gives your spirit a voice. And sometimes we hear that voice in tongues. When it comes out of our mouth. But he's right there with your spirit. They are like one. So he can draw, your spirit can draw quickly from the Holy Spirit. And so when you think that the Holy Spirit is the one convicting you, He's not the one convicting or condemning you. The Spirit of God doesn't condemn anybody and we're coming to that. We're coming to that. Not for Christians. He doesn't condemn Christians. He doesn't even convict Christians. <laughs> There's another part of you. The one that convicts you, and everything is scripture, okay? The part that con- con- convicts you is your own spirit. Your new born again spirit is the one that is called your conscience. Let me just put it out. It's your conscience that's alive that tells you that's wrong. You've done what goes wrong, but the Holy Spirit is the comforter. He's the one that comes and says, that's okay. We can clean this thing up. We can take you up. He's your advocate. Don't worry about it. I'll clean him up. Let's go to the blood of Jesus. I'm going to clean this child. We're going to walk out again. We're going to forgive him. I'm on your side. I'm here to be your helper. I'm here to help you. I'm helping you. I know you've made a mistake, but I'm going to help you. We'll get back to this. Keep it, spirit. Don't talk too much. It's okay. And the feeling of that condemnation goes. And as you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to, to forgive and to cleanse you. What? From all. And then your born again spirit is back alive like nothing happened. Are you getting something out of this? I do. That's why I told you, if you are not excited, I am. That's your business. I am. Because when you receive revelation from God, you're free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's your born again spirit. And how God leads you is just like a check in your spirit. You hear something and he says, ah, no, I don't want. Your friend is inviting you to something that's great. And instantly, something says, I don't want to go there. Just like Angela said, pack your car. You just feel something inside. It's a check. It's like a red light. It says, don't go there. That's how God leads his people. You just share, and you, if you don't understand, you learn, you ignore it and get in real trouble. Last Sunday after service, one of the uh, members here came, came, to, uh, came to me, to a couple, came to me and said, what you said was right. We were doing something, and I felt this check inside of me, but I didn't listen to it. We paid a serious price for it. Right after service, they were telling me. Because they didn't listen to the voice of their spirit. 
that witness, that check, that red light, don't want to do that. Stop it. That's how God, it bears witness. Again, this is what happens. I, I, I want to go into this. Because you see people that God uses in words of knowledge, in, in words of wisdom, the gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, and you're wondering, how do they get to know this? They can't explain to you what's going on. But what happens is the Holy Spirit drops something in their spirit. And they hear it in their spirit. And it comes as if they are thinking. But you can't be wrong when it's in your born again spirit. You can't be wrong. And so you're struggling because as soon as God drops it and your spirit picks it up and you get it in your spirit, in your soul, guess who's next to tell you? That's not from God. And now you're struggling. You know what it is? There's this voice from the enemy. He knows God has given you something. And your spirit has picked up something from the Holy Spirit. And immediately he attacks you. So you're thinking, I don't know if it's from God. I don't know if it's from God. And your spirit is bearing witness. The spirit of God is saying, go ahead son. Go ahead daughter. Speak it out. This coming from me. And as soon as he finishes saying that, another voice says, no, what if Pastor Angela doesn't think? Who cares what Pastor Angela thinks about what's coming on? It's you and God. Now, I have to go back home, Angela, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you listen to that voice, you will never make mistakes. I read the story of, of this man, a great preacher, Paul Young Cho. There was a lady sit, sitting right in front of him, and this, he was bearing witness, lay your hands on that, that woman, and she's going to be, she's all twisted. She says, God, why did you bring this woman right in front of me? You have made me to lose all my faith. Yeah. She's sitting right in front of me. My faith is gone, just looking at her. He said, I preached all my message looking away from her. I looked this way and go for her to the other place, and I kept saying, God, why did you bring this twisted woman to sit right in front of me? But the Spirit of God said, just do that. I'm going to talk about how the Spirit of God speaks to your spirit. It's actually coming from your own spirit. And finally, half-heartedly, he, he went there when everybody was shouting about some other miracle and touched the woman and ran, hoping that nothing. And the woman stood up and the whole crowd was yelling and screaming. And he was saying, what, what, what happened? Then he realized the woman had been healed. Every one of you can be used of God. You're just not bold enough and maybe you don't have the understanding that it's God that's speaking to your spirit and that if you obey, the miracle will come from Him. He speaks in such a gentle way, just still small voice because it's the voice of your spirit. He's the witness inside of you. And if you understand and say, well, I'm going to obey God. If I make a mistake, let me make a mistake. If I die, let me die. If I burn, let me burn. But you'll never burn when you listen to the inward voice. You'll never burn. God's going to take, he's going to stand there and confirm his word in your life. If you are born again, you are spiritual. Who told you not that you're not? How spiritual do you want to get? We all have the same righteousness. He's called the righteousness of Christ. I can't be more righteous than anybody sitting here today. If you think you are not righteous and God cannot use you, it's because you don't have understanding. Your born again spirit is perfect. Now God has to work with your soul. Amen. That's the part. Your soul and your body to cooperate with what you have gotten from the Word of God. He's changing the way the soul thinks so that you can line up yourself 
for God to walk through you. Amen? That's what Paul did. Remember in Acts chapter 27, they were going towards Rome. And, 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 and after the Sabbath, I mean, after the Passover, he calls it time of fasting. After that period, Paul said, you know, I perceive this, this is going to be trouble. He didn't say the Holy Spirit said to me. He didn't say God said to me. He just said, I perceive there's going to, in other words, there's a witness in him. We don't really want to go now. You don't want to do that. But they didn't listen to him. God did send an angel later to talk to Paul when they were already in trouble. But the people didn't listen to him. And guess what? They didn't listen to the witness of his spirit, born again spirit. He didn't say God said. He said, I perceive in my spirit. I can hear it. Something is going to happen. I don't know about this. I think we should wait. But they didn't listen. But this is how God leads. There's two stories of, of two, people, two individuals. One man, a great businessman, he'll always listen to this man that he considers a prophet. And he was doing well. He had much money. His business was good. If he has a business proposal, somebody brought something to him, he'll call his prophet. But the Bible says, they, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, not as many as are led by prophets. They shall all know me from the least to the greatest. That's what the Bible says. I don't need any prophet. The prophet can confirm what God has already told me inside, and that gives me faith to go on with what God is already showing me. That's the role of the prophet in the New Testament. And he helps you so that you can fight that good warfare. That's according to 1 Timothy chapter 1. God, that's the purpose for prophecy. But not in the Old Testament, God allowed that because only the prophets and the priests and the kings had the Holy Spirit on them. Only those individuals, the rest of them didn't have it. But today, in the New Testament, from the least to the greatest, everyone can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And God wants to lead His children. If I want to talk to my son, Omar, I'm not going to call Grace and say, Please, tell Omar, this is what, he's my son, I'm calling him. Why should I go through another person? You don't do that with your children. You, if, if you are in this world, God created you. You are important to him. You are, you are not just nothing there. God created you. You're special. There's never one like you before, and there's never going to be another like you till this world passes. That says you are very special. You just didn't know. You just don't know it. And so God wants to deal with you as an individual. He's his own son or daughter. One to one. In a loving relationship. Speaking to you and directing you. So this fellow, he will always call his prophet. And the, the man of God warned him and said, you better stop listening to this prophet for everything. He's going to be in trouble. Guess what? He lost everything. True story. He lost everything. But there was another, another uh, businessman I read about. When you bring something to him, he'll tell you, uh, this, this somebody was asking him, why are you so successful? He said, I'll tell you what. I listened to the... I listened to the inside, something inside of me. He didn't know what to call it. He said, when they bring a business proposal, I tell them, it sounds so good. I really like to jump, but let me go to my closet a little bit. And so he goes to his closet and he talks to God. 
And then he receives a witness. A red light or a green light. And if it's a green light, he comes out and says, you know that proposal? We're going for it. So he was very successful and became very, very successful. Many of us don't even talk to God when we have to make serious decisions. You don't even task. You got this guy, I'm in love. Oh yeah? And you'll be out of love the next day. Because you didn't talk to your father. He may treat you well, but he may not be the one that God has prepared for you. And when you talk to God, he gives you this witness. A red light or a green light. And if it's a green light, everything will start falling in place. You won't have a position in your family or your mother saying, I don't want that kid, I don't want that person in my family. Everything will fall around. But if you rebel against it, guess what? You pay the price for the rest of your life. That's why we need to hear God's voice. And to hear the witness of God's spirit inside of us. So that's one of the things that you need to do. Your spirit. Now two things that you must not do. Don't fleece God. That's Old Testament. Where you put a fleece down and say, well, God, if you want me to do so, so, and so, well, do this for me. Guess who else heard it? The devil. <laughs> That's Old Testament. God allowed them. In the, day, in the time of ignorance, God winked at. But God says, no, not, not that way anymore. You don't want to fleece God. The second thing you must not do do not harden your heart. Don't harden your spirit. Because that's, from the, that's the area from which God's going to guide you through life. You can harden your spirit. The word heart and spirit, the same thing. You can really harden your spirit by not listening to God and doing your own thing constantly. You can harden your spirit. In Hebrews chapter 3 verse 15, it says, While it is said today, if you will hear his voice. What is it saying? If you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. If you want to constant, constantly get guidance from God, don't allow your spirit to go hard. Because when your spirit gets hard, God cannot guide you anymore. You see things differently, not the way he sees it. And you will be arguing you're right, whereas in the mind of God and in the minds of people, you're wrong. But you can't see it because your heart is already hard. Paul said, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having your heart seared with the hot iron of the devil. So your heart, when it's hard, it's already callous. He doesn't respond. You don't want to harden your heart. How do you harden your heart? When God says something, do it. Act on it. You may think you're getting away with it, but you are really destroying your spirit from which God will guide you. When you hear the message, and we're not talking about money, pay your tithe, and you say, well, I'm not going to do that. Guess what happens? The church is going to keep going on, but in that area, your heart becomes hardened, and God doesn't talk to you. That's, it's a colorless area. It's a problem now. You're on your own. 
no guidance anymore. Every time you reject God's word and you continue to reject God's word, your heart gets hardened. And so you don't want to do that. God says in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, it says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Just be willing. When he speaks, you jump for it, you do it. Whether it makes sense or not, doesn't matter. I read the story of a man. You know, he said to God, God, whatever you tell me, I'm going to do it. And God told him, he said, now, you see that convenience store? I want you to go in there, stand on your head by the wall, and then after you've done that, you can leave. <laughs> he thought, what a crazy idea came into my mind. I can't do that. What, 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 what would that prove? But at the same time, the, uh, the guy, the clerk in the convenience store, he was thinking, God, if you are alive, if you really are God, then let a man walk in here. He thought he was joking. Let a man walk in here, stand on his head, and, that will, and then I believe you are. And guess what? After he finished, the guy walked in, stood, and the guy was like, oh. But with God, he's found somebody he can use. I'm sure that story got out because he didn't stop at him going to that convenience store. The story got out because he obeyed God the first time and God says, hey, I found, hey, we found somebody we can do business with. That's what God said of Abraham. I know him. I know this man. He'll listen to us. He'll even tell his children to listen to us. We do business with him. And God said, in blessing, I will bless you, Abraham. I'm telling you, I'm going to bless you. That's what it's all, it's all about. Amen. So you don't want to hide in your heart. The second way that God guides us, can I... Wow. I'm good, Ray. I got ten more minutes, right? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. The second way that God guides us is through... The voice of our spirit. The voice of our spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. The voice of our spirit. Now, Paul said this. He says, I tell the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience also bearing witness, bearing me witness, bearing who? Whose conscience? His conscience bearing him witness in what? The Holy Spirit. I'm telling you the truth. My conscience is also bearing witness. The voice of your spirit is your conscience. The voice of your body is feelings. The voice of your soul, reason. Amen. If you depend on your soul to guide you, that's reason. If you reason out and it makes sense, you go for it. You didn't consult your spirit. But you see, the Bible says, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts, his way he reasons, the way he reasons, they are so high, we can't figure them out. He tells us to do things that don't make sense. He says, if you want to get 
give everything you got. Well, that doesn't make sense. If I give everything, what am I going to have left? That's the way we think. So there is the voice of reason, which is the voice of your soul. And then there is the voice of your spirit, which is the voice of your conscience. And that's the one that tells you, you shouldn't have done that. And bugs you every time you do something wrong. He is the one that really condemns you. And he says, you shouldn't have done that. That was not right. You shouldn't have done that. And he hands you until you repent. That's the voice of your, your spirit. But the voice of your body is your feeling. And that's what was happening in the church. Many people go by their feelings. <laughs> and they always go, well, I don't feel that way. I feel this way. And, and, and so, if you are a Christian that is being led by how you feel, you will wind up becoming a yo-yo Christian. Uh-huh. So, when it feels good, you are happy, and God is moving in your life. Ooh, oh, I'm feeling good. God is blessing us. And then the next day, something happens, which is just a test from God, and, 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 and it's really bad, and your good feelings are gone, and then you're so mad, you don't want to go to church anymore. You missed it. We got to go around the wilderness again. Amen. God said, you didn't learn this lesson. <laughs> Let's go. Maybe for 40 years, you're going around. When are you going to learn? We don't walk by feeling. We walk, we walk by faith and not by sight, not by feeling. So the voice of your conscience, that's what leads us. Now, the Bible tells us in John chapter 16, verse 8 and 9, the Holy Spirit doesn't condemn you. He says, Jesus speaking, and when he has come, the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin. If you are a Christian, you, you are not of the world, right? So his job is to convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, why? Because they do not believe in me. The reason he convicts the world of sin is because they don't believe in him. But once you have believed in him and you do wrong, your conscience gets after you. <laughs> Your conscience is going to tell you you're wrong. And another scripture there, 1 John chapter 3, verse 20, 20 and 21, it says, For if our heart condemns us, now what that means heart is if the voice of your heart, the voice of your spirit condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. So your, your conscience, that's the voice of your spirit. That's one of the ways God leads. Your spirit will speak to you. And it's not only in condemnation. He speaks to you constantly. Directing you. Probably telling you, you haven't read your Bible in a long time. And you think you're thinking. It's your spirit speaking to you. You haven't been in church in a long time. You don't pray anymore. How many felt that way? That's your spirit because it wants to be lifted up. You don't study your Bible anymore. You used to feel this and you think you're just thinking. When it's thoughts of God, guess where it's coming from? From the Holy Spirit and from the Father. You used to go to church all the time. What happened to you? You think I'm just thinking. No, it's the Spirit of God. Your, your Spirit talking to you. Trying to get you to get back in line. With the help of the Holy Spirit. And He's guiding you. He's the one that will speak to you and talk to you and lead you. It's the same way you get the words of knowledge. Through your spirit. You don't hear a voice from God, okay? He, he filters into your spirit. And you just know. Sometimes he gives you just a few words. 
He wants you to speak it. Sometimes he gives you just something to say to a person, and then you struggle. And I'm saying this because I want us to move in the things of the Spirit. Amen? He gives you a word of prophecy. Start! When it's God speaking, it's very authoritative. We'll come into that. When it's your voice, it's this still small voice. It's your spirit that's been regenerated and is working with the Holy Spirit and God speaks and guides you through that. And if you listen to it, you never make mistakes. But most of the time, even those who know, we don't listen all the time. But thank God for repentance. But the more you, reason, you, you listen to him, the more God can do business with you. And that's what the spirit that picks up everything from the Holy Spirit and gives it to you. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, please put that on. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. It says, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So it's the Holy Spirit that is searching these things, but how does it relate them to you? It won't relate them to your soul. Deep calls out to deep. He relates it back to your born-again spirit. As you're reading scriptures, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit opens the eyes of your spirit. And you can understand. So it's not just in condemnation, but I use that to help us understand the voice of your spirit is the same thing that we call the conscience. And that's very important. Because if you don't listen to the voice of your conscience, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. You'll never hear God. Let me read this scripture to you. I got this and it's so important. You know, I pray that everybody understands what I'm saying this morning and get it in spiritually. Because the voice of your conscience is so important. That's where God's going to guide you. That's where God's going to do miracles through you. That's where God's going to tell you, lay hands on that person. And you don't know, where did that thought come from? That's how he's, he's going to work with you. The voice of your conscience will come into when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. We'll talk about that later. But this is how he works in your life. And if you let that go, you, you make shipwreck of your faith. Let me read this scripture for you. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 19. It says, having faith and what? A good conscience. Keep your heart with all diligence. Have a good conscience before God and man. Don't allow men to bring you under bondage. Stay focused, you and your God. And if it's right between you and God, everything is going to be fine. Maintain a good conscience. He says, which some have been rejected. What happened concerning the faith have what suffered shipwreck. Shipwreck. Your conscience. The voice of your spirit. If you reject it, in faith, you are going to suffer shipwreck. But if you listen to the voice of your spirit, now shipwreck means you're going somewhere, right? And in your ship, he's taking you there. <laughs> if you listen to the voice of your spirit, you will arrive wherever you're going. In whatever direction God is leading you. The voice of your spirit. So important. 
So we need to listen to that. That's the second way God instructs us. I've, many times in the past I've heard, you know, when I say God speaks to me, I'm not hearing an audible voice. It just flows into my spirit and I write. And these things happen. I want you to do that. Take a pad when you are praying. Pray in tongues for a while and see if God will say, give you a witness. I want to talk to you. You just hear that witness. Say, yes, sir. Get your pen and begin to write. You will be amazed. I mean, you've tried that. Try it. Try it. So you begin to see how God works with you. Amen. The third part, and we're going to close it now, is the inward voice. And that inward voice is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because it's inside of you. The inward voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And this voice, when he speaks, is very authoritative. He, he doesn't give you room. It's almost like, you know, you got to do this. It's very firm and to the point. It's not the still small voice. He comes very authoritatively. You remember the story of Peter? He went up and God brought a sheet down to him, four corners, and there were all kinds of animals in there. And Peter says, I'm a Jew, we don't eat this kind of animals because the word says kill and eat. He says, we don't do that. And God spoke to him. After he had the vision, he got through the vision and he was wondering, well, what was this all about? And then as he was wondering, some men from Cornelius, they knocked on the door. And the Holy Spirit, read the scripture, said to him, go with them. I send them, don't ask any questions. You go. That's the voice from the inside. Now, if you were standing with Peter in the same room, you wouldn't hear anything. But he heard, he heard it. That's how God, but he's very authoritative. This is what is going to happen. That's what you're going to do. You do it. That's the, vo- the inward voice. Another instance of that was what happened when they were in, in Antioch and got prophets and all of that and the Holy Spirit spoke and said, separate for me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them. He speaks with power. You got to do what he asks you to do. Amen? But to get to that place, you have to have been listening to God as he walks through your spirit. Amen? So now... The reason for this message is for us to begin to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When we come to church, remember what I said, we all must be in agreement. We want God's move in this place, don't you? But he's speaking to the church. He says, when you come, desire spiritual gifts. Don't always come against what you don't understand. Agree with what is going on. Come ready with your spirit that God's going to speak through me. Amen. God's going to minister through me. I'm going to lay hands on somebody and they are going to be healed. It's not just for the pastor. That's not Christianity. It's for the people to learn what God has given to us so that every one of us will be doing the works of God. Right here in our offices, wherever we go, when they say, I have a headache, and the Spirit, you say, oh, I got time alone here. And, uh, and the Spirit of God says, why don't you lay your hands on this person? Immediately says, thank you, Spirit. Say, hey, can I lay my hands on you? Amen. When you lay your hands on them, 
And they probably will forget. And then two hours later, they remember. You know how they remember? The Holy Spirit reminds them. He laid hands on me and he's gone. And they say, do you know when you prayed for me, the, the headache is gone. And you can tell they are shocked. Now, you have become the light of the world to them. That's what this is all about. We need to practice hearing God's word and being obedient. Amen? Let's stand up this morning. If I were you, I would be getting really excited because you're spiritual. God can speak to you. Amen? It's wrong to think it's just for pastors alone. No. Every one of us can be used of God. Practice hearing from God. He says, they shall all hear from me. They shall all be taught of God from the least to the greatest. And I've shared with you what I believe God has shared with me to share with you so you can have confidence. Your confidence will grow if you continue to practice. Amen? Hearing from God and listening to His voice. Asking direction from Him. Telling Him, should I do this or should I not? He'll tell you He is a person. Amen? He will talk to you. Let's lift our hands up today. If you're not born again, this is the time to get in tune with God. Tell God, I want to be a member of your family. Often I thank God from my heart. God, I don't know what you saw in me, but I'm glad you made me a part of this thing. Thank you, God. Speak to me. I'm glad to be a part of Jesus. Tell him, God, I'm so glad. I want you to talk to me. Don't look for some kind of a great sign. Listen to your inward voice. If you're looking for a, a big booming voice, Satan's going to do that for you. But listen to that little voice that speaks to you and do what he says. And you will be amazed what God will be doing in your life. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior this morning, and you feel like, I want to come back home to God, I need Jesus in my life, please say this prayer with me. And as you say this prayer, believe in your heart, God's going to hear. And I guarantee you, if you say that before God today, your name will be written in the book of life. You don't have to say this prayer again. Because God heard you once, you are born once, and that's it. Amen? So say it a minute from your heart. Say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, everybody join me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving your life for my sake. Thank you for dying for my sins. My sins have been taken away. I no longer have them. Lord, I ask you today to come into my heart, come into my spirit, make me a new creature. I receive you into my life right now. Thank you for writing my name in your book of life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Can you give a clap offering to the Lord? And if you said that prayer today, and you meant it from the heart, your heart, you are a child of God. Let Satan stand in your room and tell you you're not. He's a liar. Tell him that. Amen. You are indeed a child of God because Jesus died for your sins also. And he would reject anyone who comes to him. Now for the rest of us, when we come back to church, get ready to use the gifts that God has given to you. 
Get ready to prophesy. Amen. Get ready to give a word of knowledge. It's not for pastors and preachers alone. The more we all do it and we come to the unity of faith, the stronger the body of Christ is going to get. And the devil says, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> These people are, something is going on here. Let's thank God today. Lift up your hands again. And we're closing right now. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Aren't you thankful how the Holy Spirit leads us? And I'll tell you, if you want to be led of God, you just ask Him. Lead me, God. Speak through me, Lord. Touch through me. And He'll use you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for that Word of God that went forth today. May it stir our hearts. May it put such a desire in our heart, Lord God, to be led by your Spirit. Lord, I thank you that you place your power within us, that you may use us. Use us, O oh God. Everywhere we go, Lord, may the Spirit of God just minister through us to the people that we come in contact with, Lord. Lord, I pray that your blessings would be upon everyone that is here today. I ask, Lord God, that you would just lead them and guide them to this next week, Lord. Bring us back here to, at the appointed times. Lord, I pray the peace of God upon each and every home that is represented here. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the great things that you have done in our lives. Jesus, we love you. And we worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. Yes, we'd like to meet you if you can hang around.